Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Brooklyn. Right back at it on the fan inside the 8 o'clock hour. Those Brooklyn Nets are coming back. The New York Knicks are coming back. That's what I'm telling you. We're going to be done with baseball here pretty soon. We're going to have real basketball to talk about on the fan. And I think it's really just Evan and I as Nets fans and everyone else is uh, a Knicks fan. But the Knicks are supposed to be good. And I think the Nets are going to surprise some people. And I'm actually getting excited to watch them because it's just going to be about basketball. It's not going to be about all the sideshow stuff and all the other nonsense that we had to cover. I... I do a podcast called Talking Nets. I, I've done it now since 2019, and I'm plotting and planning on how to get that back up and running in motion. It's going to happen. I think my first show will be um, before the opener next week, so maybe Wednesday I'll go live with that for the Brooklyn Nets fans that listen to me on the fan and uh, for the Brooklyn Nets fans looking for the podcast to return. I, you know, This is the podcast that won't die. Um, when I first did it at John Boy Media, they barely like supported it or wanted it. You know, They're a baseball company. But uh, when the you know opportunity came up to make a Nets podcast with you know Katie and Kyrie on the way, I jumped on it and I built it. And Katie followed the brand, and I had a bunch of people from the Yes Network on it, and I ha- I've had different hosts and different guests, and you know it's I think there's like 200 episodes. It's still alive, it still exists. And what I learned from this podcast world, as I was talking about before, man, like it's free, and if you put it out there, people can find it. The YouTube channel is. Um, monetize. I can make money off the YouTube channel and I barely use it, but I'm like, what does it hurt for me to sit in my house and talk about the Brooklyn Nets every two weeks? And it's also under Odyssey now. I took it from John Boy Media and brought it with me when I came here and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I wasn't for a while and I think even on the last episode, I'm like, this might be the last episode ever. But as I'm watching the team and I'm seeing their scrimmages, I'm like, okay, this is getting back to what we wanted, right? The Brooklyn way, the Brooklyn grit, a scrappy team that didn't have a bunch of superstars, you know, didn't have a bunch of names that you knew, household names, but they have a team that you can enjoy watching compete, and you get excited about them knocking off some of the superstar teams. So looking uh, ahead to basketball season, and also, speaking of me having a podcast, our very old Joe Beningo's podcast, Oh the Pain, I think is just such a, a great avenue for him, not being on the fan, but having his Oh the Pain Jets podcast. And they do live shows. I've done a couple, um, you know, live events with Talking Nets. I got to get back to doing like live podcasts and, and live shows. Uh, shout out to the, anyone at WFAN that hears me, sales team. I don't know, whatever you guys want to figure out to do with me, uh, that'd be cool. So, Fireman Ed has joined Joe Beningo at the Hackensack Brewery about a half an hour ago. They started a live podcast for Jets fans, food, beer, sports, uh, and I guess it was going on early. It started at five. 
And then, you know, I'm, I haven't gotten over there. I'm going to get over there at some point to Hackensack Brewery. But I'm like, this is cool, man. Joe Beningo is such a Jets fan and a cool guy. And for him to do live podcasts at his age, at this venue, I just think that's awesome. So shout out to Joe doing that right now. Um, shout out to you if you're heading over there or, you know, I might get some calls later where some people come uh, from there and they're listening to the fans. So looking forward to that. But, yeah, back to the um, – you know, thing with the Yankees that I'm talking about and how just like, all right, give it up. You're not the uh, almighty Yankees anymore, the 27-time champions. It used to be chase for 28. You drop that whole hashtag. You drop that old tagline because it it's clearly not a chase anymore. You're not chasing. You're far away. Uh, at Keith McPherson on Twitter, let's see. Uh, Terry just wrote me. He said, the Donnie baseball saga in the late 80s to early 90s with Stump Merrill as manager was embarrassing. Uh, Donnie grew his hair long but the team sucked, and the only thing they became concerned about was his hair. He cut it on video. It's embarrassing. Wow. Like, see, that's what I'm saying. I missed some of that, and they didn't have as much video and social media. Like, there was no social media, and there wasn't as much. Like, could you imagine that now? Could you, imar- could you imagine Garrett Cole being subjected to having to cut his hair on video to be a New York Yankee? I, I don't know, man. There's, there's, there's something wrong with that to me. Dave's in Westchester. What's up, Dave? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. Thanks for taking my call. No Did problem. You put Yankee hat, Yankee stuff up in your son's uh, crib yet? Oh yeah, he. That's the one. That's the one he can't like. He can't avoid that because everyone buys him Yankee gear, um, and it makes no sense for him to be a fan of any other team. And the Yankees are the team I love the most. Like out of all my fandoms, he's, he's like your, he's, your, he's, he's your mini me. Yeah, and I. You know what? I, I hope that he can actually see the Yankees return to glory in the next couple of years. I didn't bring him to a game this year because this was a cursed year, but I'm going to bring him there next year, and I hope that they can, like, get right so that he can enjoy it like I enjoyed it as a kid. And let me tell you, Keith, I've been a fan since 1961. I was at Roger Maris's 61st, uh, 61st home run. Amazing. I was five months old. <laughs> I lived on Webster Island. Count it, though. I lived- I li- I lived I lived on Webster Avenue, 180 Street. My parents were the biggest Yankee fan. You know, Keith. You know what? I can understand the no beard policy, no earrings, if there was a, a metric for it, right? Right. Like, like what is it for? The field from, from the Phillies. I, that guy's the Encino man. I love him. Brandon Marsh. He's got the long beard, long hair. He, he looks like a maniac, he and he plays like he, it too. Bryce Harper would not look like Bryce Harper if he was on the Yankees. So give me a good reason. Give me give me a good reason why they shouldn't have the beards. And, and I'll agree with it. Like I told Connor, Connor does a great job. Once they once they put the patch on their arm, they put the oh, Nike. The, yeah. Listen, you know something? Show me a metric. And and I and I worked in the clubhouse as a kid. And and you walk in that clubhouse, you go to the visit visit the clubhouse. It's like real like. Leisurely in the Yankee clubhouse is strictly business. Yeah, it's not the army. Is it's they're not these guys no, aren't right, going right. So I'm I'm right there with you on the uh, and his call just dropped. I didn't end the call. Thanks, Dave. Because I I have talked about this before. As soon as they unveiled a 25 million dollar star double R insurance patch over the pinstripes and the road grays, the most iconic uniforms in baseball. Every, all, all bets are off. Everything goes out the window. You sold the jersey. You literally put the Yankee jersey up for sale. You put your price up there at $25 million and somebody actually said, yeah, we'll do that. Of course. It, it just took a matter of time, right? And, yeah, I know there's like 19 or 20 teams in Major League Baseball that do that, but they're not the Yankees. 
And their jerseys aren't cool as the Yankees jersey is. That's supposed to be an iconic thing. Nothing is sacred anymore. So if you can sell the Yankee jersey to an insurance company, right, you can give the pinstripes up to say, we're slapping a, a logo over it. And it doesn't even look like, like it, it's not bad because the colors match. It's not like when the Mets rolled out there with the New York Presbyterian big square red letters. Like, I don't know what they were thinking with that. That just, it just did not go at all. At least it matches. But to me, you know, that is is stepping into the territory of like, if you're doing that, right, that's something that Yankee fans held sacred. I remember Yankee fans fussing about the, the Nike swoosh. They had no choice with that. Nike became the uh, distributor of all the uniforms across all 30 teams. And it's Nike. They're a global brand. They're going to put their swoosh on it. So, you know, yeah, Nike's making these jerseys. It's not majestic anymore, whoever it was. But if you're going to sell the Yankee jersey, you're like you literally sold the Yankee jersey. When I saw that, I'm like, this ill. And like, I don't know. I I have a thing about things being spelled the wrong way. Like I know people try to get creative. They use like a K instead of a C or star double R. But it's like, no, star is spelled S-T-A-R. And the Yankees sold their jerseys to star double R insurance. And uh they've been cursed ever since. 877-337-6666. If you can do that, then let then let Garrett Cole grow his beard back that he had in Houston. You know what I'm saying? Like, let Judge grow a little beard if he wants. Let Carlos Rodon grow his beard back. That's a guy that is not right without a beard. Ron is up in Flatbush. What's up, Ron? You're on the fan. Yeah, Keith. Uh, a pleasure. Thank you for taking my call. I, I listen to you faithfully. Um, listen, I'm Yankees, Nets, right with you, and Jets. And um, I want to give you... I want to give you a bar. Sorry about that. That worked. I want to. I want to give you a bar. Yeah, tell them quiet I, down. You about to put some bars in the air. You about to put some bars on a fan. Yeah, now before I leave, <laughs> now before I leave, I'm definitely gonna give you a bar from an artist who's iconic from the uh, early '90s. But what I wanted to say real quick was, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if how I don't care. It might be Goodyear. It, it, they may change the name Yankee Stadium for a buck. I mean, anything is they possible. can't, bro. That like it, it can't happen. It can't be Goodyear Stadium or you know uh, Yankee Stadium at Goodyear Field or like they can't do it. <laughs> yeah, no. nah. anything is possible. And I wanted to say was look, Cashman should have been gone once. To me, Bird didn't work out. He never replaced the first baseman. Sanchez didn't work out. He went with Higgy. We never really had a left fielder. When we didn't get the Pittsburgh guy from off the rip, I knew the the year was going to be bad Mm -hmm. when they didn't get him. Hicks was a disaster. Chapman and Britton extensions, disaster. And then you have to go to third base. And to me, once he didn't replenish the people who had didn't work out to me it was a wrap and how just keeps giving them the key yeah so, trust him too much and i know how pays attention and i know he's watching but maybe he's not as deep of a baseball fan as all of us are but like you just you just off the top of your head just kicked us a bunch of different things from cashman that are errors we've been saying it's a comedy of errors it's not funny anymore yo it's crazy but i'm gonna leave you with this i want you to tell me where artist is this R2, D2, run around the street through, take it to the crib, turn on the beta, watch a good flick, watch Arnold Schwarzenegger, piece of commando, ho, Terminator, peace, party people, haha, see you later. Sound like Bismarck here or something. I don't know. I don't know that one. That one didn't connect. Tell me.
You got to tell me who that is. I R two D two. I'm like I'm trying to Google the lyrics. Acid Soldier? No, that's R two D two. And I think I lost Ron. Thanks for the bars, Ron. Um, that just that flow. That flow is more to like. Remember rapping Duke the ha the ha. They never thought that hip hop could take it this far. You know, that's like a is that was that like rock him or um I'm you know, I'm a millennial. So, you know, the first hip hop I started listening to was like, you know, Biggie and Tupac. How crazy is it they just put a charge on somebody in the Tupac murder case? Like I'm a grown man. That happened when I was in the second grade. Incredible. Anyway, don't want to go down that rabbit hole either. Rob is in Mawa, New Jersey on the fan. What's up, Rob? Hey, Keith. How you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Thanks I'm, for joining uh, us. I'm a longtime Yankee and Cowboy fan like you. So, uh, Oh, the pain. The thing, oh, what a disaster. <laughs> the one thing, bro, I think that I think it's missed sometimes is that, or this time with the Yankees, is that you, know, you take Judge out for 50-plus games. You take Rizzo out for 60-plus games, right? I'll just, if you just take half of those games, because you knew they'd win at least half if they were both playing, we're in a high seed in the playoffs, man. I yeah. mean, that on top of a down year from Nestor, the Montas disaster. Trevino's I mean, I, wrist injury. Uh, you, there's just so many things that went wrong for the Yankees this year. Hicks has to get yep. DFA'd after they're assuring you that Hicks has had a good offseason. Donaldson, they're telling you you'd be crazy. He'd have a bounce back year, and then he was hurt and sucked. Um, Volpe being a, a rookie, they're relying on him to be a superstar. And you know what? The kid didn't back down from it. He actually gave us a 2020 season and some clutch moments. But, man, absolutely, that's a ton of pressure on a kid that grew up Yankee fan today, tomorrow, forever, in the area, whose parents are diehard Yankee fans. Like, I, like, I don't know. That wasn't right. And one last thing, Keith, I think what that guy before me said is, I hate to say this, but I think it's going to happen, bro. I can definitely see they're some selling name the name that stadium. No. I can't. I can't do that. Like, you know, like uh, I know. Heinz Field with the Steelers. Okay, I get it. Heinz, Ketchup, Heinz Field. But now it's Acreshire Stadium. It's something that nobody knows. And it's just yep. they, they sell it to whoever. Or like out in Chicago, it's guaranteed low-rate field. Come on. That can't be yeah. the name of your park. Hey, one last thing on the Yankees, bro. I thought they made a big mistake not going after Ben Attendee. But it turns out that was a that was a, a good move because he really he stunk it up this year, man. Yeah, I mean, I was on air saying he's got too much Boston in his blood for me. Don't want him. Don't want him. Yeah. Yep. 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 Thanks Should for the call. Should be an interesting, interesting year for the Cowboys. Thanks, brother. Have a good night. Yeah, it is already interesting. They're not winning a thing. And if they lose to the Chargers on Monday night, America's team to laugh at. I told y'all, man. People want me to come on the fan. And, of course, I'm celebrating a 40 to nothing opening night win football's back my team i get to see in metlife stadium have a ridiculous game yeah i was fired up and then they host the jets they smoke the jets yeah i'm fired up i'm on the fan in new york i'm surrounded by jets and giants fans but i knew that like that's all they're gonna do like they're they're frauds so then they go lose to the cardinals okay they bounce back and they blow out the patriots the patriots are terrible and then they get into the ring with the 49ers and the 49ers show everyone in the world the Cowboys are not what you thought they were. People were talking Super Bowl? No. No. People want me to, you know, put myself out there, and that's why I never done that. Nope. Not the the, the last three seasons that you've heard me on. You've never heard me proclaim anything with the Dallas Cowboys because I've watched them my entire life. Let's go Devils. There we go. We're on the board. <laughs> now the Devils hold it for another thing. 
I'm thinking Stanley Cup this year. That's different. <laughs> and like they're stacked, and everybody knows they're stacked. I just was talking to Rich Ackerman. He was the one that got me from uh, watching Colgate versus Sacred Heart hockey and got me on the right channel with the Devils here. You know, we were just talking about it, and last night I was at the game, and it was scoreless through the first period. I'm like, you know what? It's early in the season, and, like, they're adjusting to, like, being back on the ice in front of their fans, and, like, it's real now. But they've got dogs. Jesper Bratt with the goal right there. Shout out to the Bratt Pack. I got to get on Twitter. <laughs> ah. Um, but the Devils, man, I'm I'm happy to be a Devils fan because they give me hope. The Yankees, it's hope, hope, hope week, and I don't, I'm not very hopeful. The Cowboys, they're cooked. It's Jerry Jones' birthday today. They're not winning anything under Jerry Jones's leadership. I'm, I've been on record with that. They will not. I don't know if he made some type of deal with the Devil. The Dallas Cowboys are not winning a damn thing under Jerry Jones until he decides to fall all the way back and let some football people handle the football operations, not his son Stephen Jones, and not him trying to be the GM. So honestly, like, you know, as a Dallas Cowboys fan, I know I'm going to have some victory Mondays. I'm going to have fun on some Sundays, but ultimately they're not in the upper echelon. They're fake bullies. They get bullied by the real bullies. They're pretenders, not contenders. And it's crazy that there are so many Yankee Cowboys fans. That, I mean, they act like I'm the only one. Oh, you're one of those? Like, they're rare. There's a ton. Because if you think of the eras and how the eras line up, the 70s, the early 90s, and even now, there's some young kids that are Yankee fans and Cowboys fans just off a of hype. You didn't even see any championships. I have a valid reason for why I chose that way. I watched them score 52 points in the Super Bowl. I, I got to be a fan in elementary school. They won the Super Bowl as I'm repping them. Like, that's different. I, I just got stuck that way. But it's crazy that Yankee fans and Cowboy fans are in a drought. And the Cowboys drought is about 30 years. I think it's 28 this year. And the Yankees drought is halfway there at 14 from getting back to a championship. Oh, the pain. What a disaster. <laughs> Call me up. 877-337-6666. KM to AM returns right after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Friday the 13th, 
of Football Friday on the Fan. I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm locked in. Your nighttime host, Keith McPherson, till 12 midnight. Let's keep it rolling. 877-337-6666. Let's see what we want to talk about next. I know. Um, the Giants, right? The Giants are going to have their color rush unis. And they're the classic unis with the classic helmets. So maybe that helps, right? Maybe that brings a different vibe. We've got a classic game here. Giants versus Bills. Sunday night football. And uh, not for nothing, man. Tyrod Taylor, if he plays well, we got a little quarterback controversy. <laughs> nah, it can't happen. It can't happen. But imagine Tyrod has success. Tyrod in one game can, uh, you know, easily have more touchdown passes than Daniel Jones has on the season. Uh, Tyrod Taylor in one game could make people scratch their heads and say, I don't know, maybe we just uh, take the L. We tank the rest of the way with Tyrod. We try and draft a quarterback. Like, it's it's a, a, a crazy situation that the Giants end up in a year from what they did last year. It's incredible. And that shows you, like, like the difference in the NFL. One year you're hot, one year you're not. And that's why you always have to be trying to improve. You always have to try and get better. And shout out to Tyrod. Tyrod is waiting in the wings. I keep mentioning the article that I glanced over. I need to go find it again when... Uh, the Seahawks were in town, and um, the article was talking about uh, Tyrod and, um, yeah, I found it in the New York Post. I'll read it again. Tyrod Taylor eagerly awaiting his Geno Smith moment. This was October 2nd, and here we are, October 13th, going on 14th and the 15th. He's going to get an opportunity to show who he is and what he could do again, right? And um, Tyrod said hats off to Geno. I'm definitely happy for what he's been able to accomplish and the obstacles he's been able to overcome to make the best of his situation. As a backup quarterback, you prepare for those moments. And if they come, then it's your time to show what you can do. I'm confident that if the opportunity presents itself for me, I can do the same. He was a starter in this league. And he was a freak. He was a prodigy. Coming out of the 757 Virginia Beach Newport News area, he's a legend. He's a legend of the same ilk as Michael Vick and Allen Iverson. I know this because I went to school in Virginia at James Madison University with people that played against him, that went to his high school, went to rivalry schools. Um, Tyrod is one of those guys. And I actually got to meet Tyrod Taylor when he was a sophomore and I was a junior. And I've told this story. Sorry if you hear me late at night and I'm repeating it, but, you know, different audience every night. Some people listen for five minutes. Some people listen for five hours. It's something that I think enriches the show uh, for the host to tell you, Hey, like, I met this guy. Um, he went to Hampton High School down there in uh 757 area. And he was, he's a legend to this day. And he was so good, he started as a freshman, sophomore, and he made national news. So he got an invite to the Northeast Combine that was somewhere in North Jersey. I forget. I got to figure out where it was. I, I should get Chris Melvin on the, on the line and tell us more about it. Um, but I was a quarterback. I was one of the top quarterbacks in the state. Won a state championship, took my scholarship, went to James Madison University in Virginia, and I got to throw at this combine, and Tyrod didn't. Fast forward now, I'm a talk show host on uh, WFAN New York Sports Radio, and Tyrod's about to start for the New York Football Giants. And I remember uh, Tyrod being frustrated, and I, and I talked to him, and he's like, they're not giving me a look, man. They're not letting me throw. Like, they're putting together these groups, and the coaches that are running it, they keep calling on guys like you. And I can't think of, I think Brett Brackett, who went to Penn State, was there. And there were some other quarterbacks that that got some Division One offers. 
And I'm like, yo, just keep grinding, man. I'm like, it's only because you're young, right? You have another year to come back to this combine. Post your times. You know, I, I went to that combine just to throw, just to show that I could throw because I went to Penn State and I did the 40. And that's why I made the joke the other day when Tiki Barber said he ran a 4.56. And I, I know Brees Hall was on the show today. And I'm sure they hashed out the whole, oh, he's not a 4-4 guy when Brees ran a 4-3-9. But Tiki and Barber, Tiki Barber and I ran the same uh, 40 time. Incredible. He ran a 4-5-6. And I have it documented. I ran a 4-5-6 laser time at Penn State. I'm washed. I'm washed. I'm no Tiki Barber. But, you know, these are just little things that I can thread in. Um, with Tyrod Taylor, he went to Virginia Tech. And the year I transferred out of James Madison University, and sat out a year because there was no transfer portal as there is now. My school, James Madison University, went to Virginia Tech, to Blacksburg, and they beat them. They upset them. They knocked them off. Tyrod Taylor was a starting quarterback. Ain't that crazy? Eddie's out in Rockland on the fan. What's up, Eddie? Hey, Keith. First time talking to you. I've been a listener of the fan since day one, brother. So let me get something. I like it that you talk about those other nerds that they talk sports and they can't really talk about it, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, well, I, mean, I didn't say that, but I always, I always add the layer of like, I, I played a little bit, so I'm not coming from, uh, you know, some of these like, you know, the term they use on Twitter, they call them NARPs, uh, non-athletic radio person. We have a few here. Oh, at I WFA. know, I dealt, <laughs> I, I dealt with them in the rest when I wrestled in high school and stuff like that. They always got something to say. Yeah, they're always super they're critical always, and even nasty about it. And it's like you can't relate. What did you do? Did, show us anything. You know what they did? You know what they did? They sat in the lunchroom and they draw little things on their notebooks, the little Met things, and talk about uh, the couldn't, Mets. Couldn't make the team. It. You didn't make it past tryouts. You didn't make it they past the first couple, couple practices. You didn't even attempt. They, they didn't even come out for recess. They were scared. They, we'd pull them into a game, a pickup game on the on the football field or on the basketball court. They're scared to even walk yeah, outside. Get exposed. But uh, let me ask you a couple things on Daniel Jones. I wasn't a big fan of him, but when he fixed his mechanics of uh, his his uh, sliding and his fumbling, I thought it was working with something. Yeah. And now this year, I see that. Uh, He's still got the tools, but the play calling is not good. And obviously the offensive line and Barkley and stuff like that. What do you, where would you rank him in the NFC and where would you rank uh, Prescott? Uh, I mean, (laughs) Dak right now is not coming off his greatest performance, but he's definitely better than Daniel Jones. I was surprised to hear Tiki um, before the season say there's, there's many people, majority of people would take Daniel Jones over Dak Prescott. I'm like, no, they wouldn't. He, he hasn't. What has he done? What has he won? He's, we still don't know if he can throw the ball into the end zone effectively. Uh, I wouldn't rank him very high. You know what? Here's what. You here's go one for you. Uh, when that, when they were going to do Dak's contract, I thought that Jerry Jones should have called up uh, uh, Tom Brady before he went to the Buccaneers. If Brady would have went to Dallas at that time, do you think they would have at least made it to the Super Bowl? Oh, I mean, Brady is Brady is the ultimate. Uh, when we talk about making reads, when we talk about knowing what to do, and when we talk about, you know, I listen to Boomer talk about how Daniel Jones is a flatliner. You got to get up to play this game. You can't be so, like, monotone and even-keeled. The only thing he does now, he he projects his first throw. If you look at his eyes right out of the snap. The rookie corner from the Seattle Seahawks said, oh, yeah, he stares his guys down. Like, we watched him in film. He did the same thing in the game. You can't do that. So, Tom Brady... Tom Brady is a master of the craft. He's the greatest quarterback right. we've they ever should, seen. They, 
they should stick uh, uh, Daniel Jones like in the West Coast offense, just like Montana. As soon as that third foot hit, the ball is out, and they don't even know where you're throwing it to, and it's he's throwing to a spot. Yeah. He's not reading yeah. nothing. That, that's what he's they're trying to do with Dak. They're calling spot. it the Texas Coast offense, and you saw how effective that was against the Niners defense. I was like, nah, this little basic uh, one, two, three, and throw the ball is not working against us. I'll say this. Daniel Jones is not getting a lot of love right now, but I defended him because I played quarterback, and it's hard to play when you're getting hit. It's all you can think about. You can't think straight. He's been impaired. He's been altered. He can't drop back and make his reads because he's thinking he's going to get get whacked. He's going to, you know, somebody's going to let him have it. And now he's got the neck injury. You definitely can't put him out there because he's thinking about protecting his neck, literally. So it, it's just, right. it's just bad. And last year... Dable, we gave him maybe too much credit for cleaning up Daniel Jones. We thought he fixed his his turnover problems. We thought that he, you know, put him in a in a better position and he's reverted back. It's 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 crazy. The NFL is nuts. I got one trade for you. What do you think about this? Just because of Je- uh, Jerry Jones's age. Prescott to the Jets for uh Rodgers and Zach Wilson. <laughs> I got to let you go. Thanks for the call, Eddie. <laughs> Uh, Jerry Jones made his own bet. He's going to lie in it. He drafted Dak Prescott out of Mississippi State in the fourth round. When Dak Prescott was playing at Mississippi State, y'all remember? I remember in the SEC, they were beating teams. Mississippi State's never a powerhouse in the SEC. But through his leadership, they were beating teams. Not because he was picking defenses apart with his arm. Not because he was dropping back and throwing the ball. He was a big bruiser. He could run the ball. So the threat of him running and throwing is why he was the guy. You guys remember that viral video of... Dak Prescott at spring break getting knocked out. That was kind of crazy. I'm like, bro, you shouldn't be in a position where you're that drunk that somebody can get you on camera getting snuffed like that. But Jerry Jones defaulted into paying a fourth-round draft pick, $160 million. He's got a $59 million cap hit next year. So Jerry Jones has to come out and say, I, I believe that Dak Prescott is the quarterback to get us. Back to the Super Bowl. Yes, yes, Dak Prescott is. Because the contract says that. You're, you're tied up. You tagged him twice. Dumb. Why Like, why didn't you draft somebody? Why didn't you make a trade, make a move if you didn't believe in him? You waited till now. You, may, you make a trade. Uh, speaking of a fourth-round pick, you trade a fourth-round pick for Trey Lance, who I don't know if Trey Lance is ever going to be anything in the NFL. You know, my connection to Trey Lance is that he went to North Dakota State, and North Dakota State knocked off my school, James Madison, back-to-back years and I'm looking at Trey Lance like this kid is one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. Go type into YouTube if you got some time during the break. Uh, Trey Lance versus James Madison University. You could just type in Trey Lance versus JMU and look at the highlights of this kid playing for the green and yellow uh, North Dakota team versus James Madison University. They were a thorn in our side. I'm rooting for JMU and Ben DiNucci to win it, and they can't beat Trey Lance in North Dakota State. He was efficient. He didn't throw interceptions. He didn't throw incompletions, and he could run, and he could throw in college, and he gets the NFL, and He's neutralized. It's crazy. All right, let me see if I can take another call before we break again. Matt is in Belleville, New Jersey. Go for it, Matt. Hey, Keith, man. I just wanted to say I'm a huge fan and um, of your, especially, tell me something cool moments. Hey, tell me something cool. Yeah, I yeah, came up with hey, that, and it actually it. stuck. It became yeah, a little thing. irrelevant now. But, um, it was hard this so year. It was hard to tell you something cool about the Yankees after some yeah. of these games. I'll tell you that much. Tell me something cool when Cashman gets fired. <laughs> but anyway, I'm actually a Vikings fan, unfortunately, playing my father. Um, so if they do trade Kirk Cousins, what do you think we'll get back? 
And do you think it's a good Whatever idea? Whatever they want. Like, that's the thing, right? You have the prize. Is it really possession. worth anything, though? I think I think you can finesse. I think you can finesse the Jets, potentially, the Patriots, some of these other teams. They're saying the Falcons. Like, the Pats are out of it, though, picks. No? I mean, the Pats are out of it, but, like, they were one of the teams. I think I had the, the Kirk Cousins odds a couple of nights ago for where he was going to get traded, and, and they were in the mix. So I think you can name, you know, the trade deadline is uh, about to be two, three weeks away. And, and uh, I just wouldn't invest too much into him because I think he's, you know, tail end of his career. And you're you're getting him for half a season and would, he doesn't guarantee you anything. Yeah. He doesn't we'll guarantee you anything. What happens this week when the Vikings lose to the Bears? <laughs> the, why are they so bad? That That's another thing. When you look at they the Giants and you look at the Vikings, <clears throat> excuse me, last year they met in the, in the first round of the playoffs. The Vikings were winning all of these games, these close games. Now they can't win a game. Brother, don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, I know and you also, know. We got Daniel Jones that contract. Yeah, you did. Because they're like, oh, you, well, you got it. The guy proved himself. He won a playoff game, and he balled in that one game. You got to pay him. They defaulted into giving him the contract, same way Jerry Jones did with Dak. Matt, thank you for the compliment. Thank you for the call. 877-337-6666. We got Jets to talk. We've got Puck to talk. The Devils tied it up. I mean, there's plenty to go around. We can talk postseason baseball. Uh, we can talk Dallas Cowboys. We can talk New York Yankees, whatever you guys want to do. It's a five-hour sports talk show, and uh, I'm ready to talk about anything. Keep McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back. Day and night on the fan, 24-7 sports talk radio in the greatest city in the world with the greatest fans in the world. Keep McPherson, your nighttime host, checking right back in. Call me up, 877-337-6666. It's the end of the week, and we're heading into the weekend, you know, we've talked about the same things all week, so I'm kind of spreading the love around. I wanted to talk about the Jets a little bit, you know. I would love to see the Jets win. I would love to see the Jets beat the Eagles. They're undefeated. and I don't think the Eagles are as strong as they were last year. I think they're bound to lose, but I don't know if that's happening in East Rutherford this weekend. Now, I think Jets fans will show out. Um, I think Jets fans will uh, be out there for sure, but... Philadelphia, and more importantly, South Jersey, it's not that far. It's not not that far of a trip. I think I said there was going to be some rain. There's rain in the forecast Saturday. Sunday should be clear. But um, they're expecting this game to be close, I guess. They're expecting this game to be uh, not a blowout. And that's that's positive. That's good. That means that the you know betting world and the sports world, they look at the Jets with Zach Wilson as not a complete fraud, not a complete pushover, not a team that is just going to guarantee, you know, guarantee a W to their opponent. And I think we've done a, a good job of tearing Zach Wilson down uh, all week. And at this point, I'm not interested in, in doing that. Sure, maybe the kid can get it done. I'm rooting for him to get it done. The Eagles are only six-and-a-half-point favorites. But that over-under is what I'm looking at, 41 points. So I think they're expecting a low-scoring game. And I don't know, I'm expecting one or two mistakes to be the difference. Now, in that Chiefs game, Zach Wilson fumbled the ball. That was a mistake that changed the game. Last week against the Broncos, he threw the ball to Patrick Sertan. They almost lost, but the Jets went and won the game on defense again. Now, who's going to swing the game this week? I just think that the Philadelphia Eagles are a cohesive unit with a solid quarterback and a bunch of solid guys up front on offense and defense on the line and playmakers. And when it comes down to crunch time, they're better coached and they're better suited to steal a win. I don't know if they cover that six and a half. Maybe they do with a touchdown, but Jets fans, call me up. Tell me what you're thinking. You need you need a win here, right? Because the bye week is coming up. And 
if you win here and go into the bye week three and three, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is showing up, showing us he can walk, and people are like, oh, look at the progress. And You know, the Jets fans are riding high on Zach Wilson not being a complete bum. Uh, I'm glad that the kid showed he's got some toughness, some metal about him, right? He didn't completely fold. And maybe he makes some plays. Maybe he's still got the best game of his career in him. You know, it takes reps. It takes practice. It takes uh, experience to get better and build on what you've done. And this is his first year in this offense in the system. And now here we are week six. He's played all of these games. So you don't, you don't expect him to regress. You expect him to continue to take a step forward because he's watching more film. He's working on things. And uh, the Jets, if the Jets beat the Eagles, I think we'd all appreciate that. I think we'd all like that. So. Uh, 877-337-6666 if any Jets fans want to talk about that. But I put some stuff out there earlier about the whole Braves and Dodgers or uh, Braves and Philly series. I, you know, I feel like no one's talking about the Dodgers and the fact that their own division rival who finished 16, 17 games behind them swept them, right? It's funny because... I listen to C-Mac at night, and he basically tries to compare the state of the Yankees to these other teams. Like, oh, if it was the Yankees, we would never hear the end of it. Like, we're never, we're not hearing the end of it. The Yankees didn't even make the postseason. And shout out to C-Mac. I appreciate his his thoughts and takes. But, you know, the Dodgers, they did win that 60-game uh, 2020 COVID season. It counts. It's something. But, man, they were fraudulent this year. Uh, they just missed their whole rotation. Walker Bueller, Tony Gosselin, both of those guys had Tommy John. Uh, Julio Urias had to get out of Dodge completely, disappeared, never come back because he got the domestic violence charge. And they were relying on Lance Lynn in the postseason. You know, they couldn't make the moves and trades to get good starting pitching. Like, how come they couldn't have traded Verlander to the Dodgers? <laughs> oh, man. 877-337-6666. Joe on Long Beach, you got it. You're on the fan. Hey, Keith, what's going on? You already know. Let's cut the chit-chat, talk sports, man. This giant season... It has been the flip-flop of what I thought was going to happen last year. Crazy. Right? Like, yeah. last year, I wish we would be killing the Giants about, you know, just how poor the line has been, which, if we keep talking about it in nauseam, it just shows that the previous regime, the current regime, has not been able to get the job done. Point and period. You said it. You yourself couldn't do anything if you were back there slinging it, backing up Danny Dimes this weekend. It's impossible. You can't think because as soon as you go to the line, you see these guys, they're like wild, hungry dogs. You, as soon as you say set hut, they're on your back. You don't have time to process anything. You don't have time to use your skills or do anything. So, you know, I, I mean, he has made mistakes. We all have, have talked about him not picking up blitzes and making bad throws. But part of that is because he's wearing these hits. He can't function the same. Exactly. So then now it falls on the coaching. Yeah, we gave uh, Dable his flowers all of last year, he got to go out there and earn that money now. He has to scheme ways to roll people out of the pocket, maybe more screens. I haven't seen the Giants throw a screen since probably 1998, right? Like, there's just no creativity in what we have. We know yeah. we don't have. If, I mean, if you and have you Saquon, that's the guy you throw a screen to. Um, yeah. If he plays, right. if he plays, right. right? And this goes back to the rhetoric and why you don't sign running backs. You know, I'm looking at the league. It's changing. And if we can't be a passing down the field kind of offense, forget it. We're not going to get anywhere near the top three teams, the Dallas's, the San Francisco's, and the Eagles of the world. So I think it's time to sell. So, uh, Joe Shane, if you're listening, why don't you do a couple of things? Start with Barkley, sell him off, 
right? If you can get anything else for any of the defensive players, you know, look at Lawrence. We paid him the bag. I, I think he hasn't had a sack all year. No, man, I'm done. I can't. I can't watch it anymore. Uh, I'm going to watch the Jets this weekend. Hopefully they can uh, reverse the curse and beat the Eagles, even though I think it's probably going to be more Eagles fans at that game than Jets fans, to tell you the truth. Yeah, it's going to be close. Thanks for the call, Joe. I mean, it it is kind of a flip-flop. If this is what we were getting out of the Giants last year, year one of Brian Dayball and Joe Shane, I think we'd be a little bit like you know less harsh about it. But the expectations got high because they were ahead of schedule. They won a playoff game. You got you have the $40 million quarterback and the coach of the year. So people are expecting you to come back and be a playoff team again. It doesn't work like that. It's hard to do. It's hard to duplicate. And we talked all last year about, oh, they don't have the horses. They don't have the talent. Look at this roster compared to the teams that they're playing, and they're beating them. Yeah, all that plays into it. You're not sneaking up on anybody with a $40 million quarterback and the coach of the year and all these primetime games. It's just how it goes year to year. It's like, all right, yeah, that was cool. You guys did that last year. You were a playoff team, won a playoff game, won coach of the year, paid Daniel Jones. Let's see you do it again. And they haven't been able to do it. And I think we got fooled a little bit. Oh, they got Darren Waller. Oh, they signed Paris Campbell. They drafted Jalen Hyatt. What a steal. It hasn't come together because everything starts and ends in the trenches with the big guys, the offensive and defensive line. If you don't get a push up front, there's nothing you can do. Brett is on Long Island. Brett, you're on the fan. How you doing? I have three uh, different situations with three organizations. I want to see where your head's at quick. Okay. First one's the Dallas Cowboys. So this season, let's say they don't win the division, but they get a wild card, right? They get in and lose a close game in the first round. Out. Do you want? Uh, would you move on from Dak with that? And also, would you move on uh, Mike McCarthy, those two? That's the first uh, scenario. What would you do? Um, they're not going to be able to move on from Dak. It's just like he's not going to bend like, or fold up with that contract. I don't even think he restructures that contract. I think Jerry Jones loves Mike McCarthy. I don't think he'll blame Mike McCarthy. I think they all stay. Well, I'm saying about you. I'm asking Oh, you, if it was me? You know, I know you're a Dallas fan. Would you want to move on? I asked Dallas fans that, you know. Yeah, um, if, I'm a if it was me, fan, I would, I I would like, you know, would, if they have another double-digit win season, make the wild card and come up short in the playoffs, something has to change. Uh, I think Mike McCarthy's on a five-year deal, though. He's going to see that contract all the way through, and Dak is going to see his contract through, so... I don't know. I, and you'd be okay with that, I guess, is what I'm asking. You'd be no, okay I'm not with okay with it. Other, with those two people no, the other night okay I was talking about, I haven't been to Jerry World since like 2016 because I'm just like, I'm not giving them any money. The product, like they're not fooling me. They've got a ton of fans going there, giving them money, handing them over money, and they're, they're not producing. Like, it's the same thing. It's deja vu. It's rinse and repeat every year. All right, the second one, quick, uh, only because I talked to my father-in-law, he's a doctor, he never really bought into Dak, and he thought that they made a mistake uh, overpaying Elliott, and then they had to pay uh, of course they they had did. To pay Dak after that, so that was the big. They paid Zeke two years made. before his contract was up because he held out and went to Cabo, and Jerry Jones flinched. Right. Uh, second one is the Giants, my team. Um, wanted to get your opinion. Um, so let's say Daniel Jones out for a few weeks. He comes back. He's okay. You know, right? They win like four games. They go four and whatever, 13, and they get a high draft pick. Are you going? And, and I need to know the logic here. Are you going in a really good quarterback class? Do you do that? Or do you say we got to get this old line right? Like keep Daniel Jones, buy into him for one more year. 
and get the line right or just sell out on them and go for like a Caleb Williams? Like, what they, do you do they, have, they have used so much draft capital on offensive linemen and missed. They could swing again and miss. They have sixty million under. Remember, right now there's sixty million under. Right, go get a proven, go get a proven commodity on the offensive line, and maybe take one of these generational quarterbacks that they're telling you like these kids are they're the next generation. They're they're can't miss quarterback prospects. If you're in the top five, yeah. All right, all right. So yeah, then you're kind of moving on from Daniel Jones. You're saying, right? I think they're. I I think they structured Daniel Jones's contract to be able to move on from him in a year anyway. Where it doesn't kill him. He's guaranteed eighty two, so it's, it gets tricky, right? Like it's, it gets it's tricky, almost but like you kind of already committed. Like you kind of commit one more. Year. I, that's what you, I'm saying. I don't know. You also draft I think a young kid. People are going to be emotional right now because they're so bad. But when you start to think about the future, you know, if you pull the trigger that quick, you really, you know, wasted a lot of money right there. Eighty two guaranteed. You know, they defaulted into it. That's the market price that they paid for the guy. They should have picked up his option, but they didn't believe in him then, and now they don't. They don't believe in him again. Uh, I think if you can get a Drake May or a uh, Caleb Williams is going number one overall, um, even though like Bo Mix or, or, or Bo Nix or Sam Hartman, I don't think those guys are of that ilk. Or now like J.D. Daniels is in that conversation. Like I guess if you find a quarterback that you really like, draft him and have him sit behind Daniel Jones and eventually uh, take over for Daniel Jones. I think they've swung and missed with offensive linemen in the first round so much. Take the money and go go sign a free agent or go make a trade and bring some guys in here. They should have been making trades during the preseason. Thanks for the call, Brett. 877-337-6666. The Devils are up 3-2 to two going into the third period. Uh, we got to go to the break and the update going into the third hour of my show. Thanks for listening. I'm not going anywhere. Keep McPherson on till 12. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.